Today is the 18th day of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is wonderful to be here with you today once again from the holy city of Jerusalem where we will be embarking on our final day of our tour here in the land of the Bible in Israel. We had a great day in the lowlands yesterday and today we will be spending the day in and around Jerusalem and centering ourselves in the final days of Jesus as we bring this tour to a close, but we will talk about all that in a little bit. We have come here and we are at the beginning, gathered around the global campfire to take the next step forward together. We have transitioned between the book of Exodus and Leviticus. So we're in the book of Leviticus in the Old Testament. And we've transitioned between Matthew and Mark in the New Testament this week. And so we're in new territory, but we're definitely getting ourselves moved in. And so today we will, in the book of Leviticus, be learning about the sacrificial system. Leviticus chapter 6, verse 1 through 7, verse 27 today. The Lord told Moses what the people must do when they commit other sins against the Lord. You have sinned if you rob or cheat someone, if you keep back money or valuables left in your care, or if you find something and claim not to have it. When this happens, you must return what doesn't belong to you and pay the owner a fine of 20%. In addition, you must either bring to the priest a ram that has nothing wrong with it or else pay him for one. The priest will then offer it as a sacrifice to make things right and you will be forgiven for what you did wrong. The Lord told Moses to tell Aaron and his sons how to offer the daily sacrifices that are sent up in smoke to please the Lord. You must put the animal for the sacrifice on the altar in the evening and let it stay there all night. But make sure the fire keeps burning. The next morning you will dress in your priestly clothes, including your linen underwear, and clean away the ashes left by the sacrifices and pile them beside the altar. Change into your everyday clothes, take the ashes outside the camp and pile them in the special place. The fire must never go out, so put wood on it each morning. After this, you are to lay an animal on the altar next to the fat that you sacrificed to ask my blessing and send it all up in smoke to me. The altar fire must always be kept burning. It must never go out. The Lord said, When someone offers a sacrifice to give thanks to me, the priests from Aaron's family must bring it to the front of the bronze altar where one of them will scoop up a handful of the flour and oil together with all the incense on it. Then, to show that the whole offering belongs to me, he will lay all of this on the altar 
and send it up in smoke with a smell that pleases me. The rest of it is to be baked without yeast and eaten by the priests in the sacred courtyard of the sacred tent. This bread is very holy, just like the sacrifices for sin or the sacrifices for making things right. And I have given this part to the priests from what is offered to me on the altar. Only the men in Aaron's family are allowed to eat this bread, and they must go through a ceremony to be made holy before touching it. This law will never change. The Lord spoke to Moses and told him what sacrifices the priests must offer in the morning and evening of the day they are ordained. It is the same as the regular morning and evening sacrifices, half a kilogram of flour mixed with olive oil and cooked in a shallow pan. The bread must then be crumbled into small pieces and sent up in smoke with a smell that pleases me. Each of Aaron's descendants who is ordained as a priest must perform this ceremony and make sure that the bread is completely burned on the altar. None of it may be eaten. The Lord told Moses how the priests from Aaron's family were to offer the sacrifice for sin. The sacrifice is very sacred, and the animal must be killed in my presence at the north side of the bronze altar. The priest who offers this sacrifice must eat it in the sacred courtyard of the sacred tent, and anyone or anything that touches the meat will be holy. If any of the animal's blood is splattered on the clothes of the priest, they must be washed in a holy place. If the meat was cooked in a clay pot, the pot must be destroyed. But if it was cooked in a bronze pot, the pot must be scrubbed and rinsed with water. This sacrifice is very holy, and only the priests may have any part of it. None of the meat may be eaten from the sacrifices for sin that require blood to be brought into the sacred tent. These sacrifices must be completely burned. The Lord said, The sacrifice to make things right is very sacred. The animals must be killed in the same place where the sacrifice to please me is killed, and the animal's blood must be splattered against the four sides of the bronze altar. Offer all of the animal's fat, including the fat on its tail and on its insides, as well as the lower part of the liver and the two kidneys with their fat. One of the priests will lay these pieces on the altar and send them up in smoke to me. This sacrifice for making things right is very holy. Only the priests may eat it, and they must eat it in a holy place. The ceremony for this sacrifice and the one for the sin are the same, and the meat may be eaten only by the priest who performs this ceremony of forgiveness. In fact, the priest who offers a sacrifice to please me may keep the skin of the animal, just as he may eat the bread from a sacrifice to give thanks to me. All other grain sacrifices, with or without olive oil in them, are to be divided equally among the priests of Aaron's family. The Lord said, Here are the instructions for offering a sacrifice to ask my blessing. 
If you offer it to give thanks, you must offer some bread together with it. Use the finest flour to make three kinds of bread without yeast. Two in the form of loaves mixed with olive oil and one in the form of thin wafers brushed with oil. You must also make some bread with yeast. Give me one loaf or wafer from each of these four kinds of bread, after which they will belong to the priest who splattered the blood against the bronze altar. When you offer an animal to ask a blessing from me or to thank me, the meat belongs to you, but it must be eaten the same day. It is different with the sacrifices you offer when you make a promise or voluntarily give me something. The meat from those sacrifices may be kept and eaten the next day, but any that is left over must be destroyed. If you eat any of it after the second day, your sacrifice will be useless and unacceptable, and you will be both disgusting and guilty. Don't eat any of the meat that has touched something unclean. Instead, burn it. The rest of the meat may be eaten by anyone who is clean and acceptable to me. But don't eat any of this meat if you have become unclean by touching something unclean from a human or an animal or from any other creature. If you do, you will no longer belong to the community of Israel. The Lord told Moses to say to the people, Don't eat the fat of cattle, sheep, or goats. If one of your animals dies or is killed by some wild animal, you may do anything with its fat except eat it. If you eat the fat of an animal that can be used as a sacrifice to me, you will no longer belong to the community of Israel. And no matter where you live, you must not eat the blood of any bird or animal, or you will no longer belong to the community of Israel. Mark 3, 7-30 Jesus led his disciples down to the shore of the lake. Large crowds followed him from Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. People came from Idumea as well as other places east of the Jordan River. They also came from the region around the towns of Tyre and Sidon. All of these crowds came because they had heard what Jesus was doing. He even had to tell his disciples to get a boat ready to keep him from being crushed by the crowds. After Jesus had healed many people, the other sick people begged him to let them touch him. And whenever any evil spirits saw Jesus, they would fall to the ground and shout, You are the Son of God! But Jesus warned the spirits not to tell who he was. Jesus decided to ask some of his disciples to go up on a mountain with him, and they went. Then he chose twelve of them to be his apostles so they could be with him. He also wanted to send them out to preach and to force out demons. Simon was one of the twelve, and Jesus named him Peter. There were also James and John, the two sons of Zebedee. Jesus called them Boanerges, which means 
thunderbolts. Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus were also apostles. The others were Simon, known as the Eager One, and Judas Iscariot, who later betrayed Jesus. Jesus went back home, and once again, such a large crowd gathered that there was no chance even to eat. When Jesus' family heard what he was doing, they thought he was crazy and went to get him under control. Some teachers of the law of Moses came from Jerusalem and said, This man is under the power of Beelzebul, the ruler of demons. He is even forcing out demons with the help of Beelzebul. Jesus told the people to gather around him. Then he spoke to them in riddles and said, How can Satan force himself out? A nation whose people fight each other won't last very long, and a family that fights won't last long either. So if Satan fights against himself, that will be the end of him. How can anyone break into the house of a strong man and steal his things? unless he first ties up the strong man. Then he can take everything. I promise you that any of the sinful things you say or do can be forgiven, no matter how terrible those things are. But if you speak against the Holy Spirit, you can never be forgiven. That sin will be held against you forever. Jesus said this because the people were saying that he had an evil spirit in him. Psalm 37, 1 through 11. By David, trust the Lord. Don't be annoyed by anyone who does wrong, and don't envy them. They will soon disappear, like grass without rain. Trust the Lord and live right. The land will be yours, and you will be safe. Do what the Lord wants, and He will give you your heart's desire. Let the Lord lead you and trust Him to help, and it will be as clear as the noonday sun that you were right. Be patient and trust the Lord. Don't let it bother you when all goes well for those who do sinful things. Don't be angry or furious. Anger can lead to sin. All sinners will disappear, but if you trust the Lord, the land will be yours. Sinners will soon disappear, never to be found, but the poor will take the land and enjoy a big harvest. Proverbs 10, 3 and 4 If you obey the Lord, you won't go hungry. If you are wicked, God won't let you have what you want. Laziness leads to poverty. Hard work makes you rich.
Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for a community that we can come together like this, no matter where we are on this earth, and be together, knit together in spirit as your word washes into our lives and teaches and instructs and corrects and rebukes and comforts and leads us forward. We thank you. And we thank you for bringing us through another week. And we thank you for bringing us through the journey that we have been on here in the land of the Bible. And right now, our, our minds and our hearts are exploding. They're so full. We are being expanded. And so it's going to take a minute for us to kind of move back into our home environments and begin to unpack all this and process all this. But we thank you and we thank you for all that you have done in the community, even as we travel virtually, just observing everything, seeing the places, hearing about the places. We thank you for what this means to us and our knowledge and understanding of the scriptures as we move through them this year. And as we are here uh, for our final day, we ask that you bless all that we experience as we always ask, lead us into the truth. Lead us deeper into intimacy with Jesus. Lead us forward in the way that we should go, understanding that wherever we go, we are ambassadors and representatives of your kingdom and that we are here to reveal it and share who you are. Lead us forward on the narrow path that leads to life, we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, so as I mentioned, today will be our last day, and that's happening or has yet to happen, and so I'll certainly tell you about our last day tomorrow. But yesterday, we went into the lowlands, and it really couldn't have come at a better time. We had, uh, I mean, since we left the Galilee, it's been kind of hard charging, lots of distance covered, and then arriving in Jerusalem, and just a whole new way of getting around, and a whole new way of processing things, and just a lot of people, all of that. So that takes a lot of effort, and so to just go down and see this final region on our trip, the lowlands, the Shefala, the lowlands, uh, is beautiful because it's so fertile and it was so green and open and fertile and beautiful. And so uh, we went outside of Jerusalem to Emmaus, Nicopolis. There's a, a few Emmaus candidates, at least for the Emmaus in the New Testament. Uh, but this is one of them. And there's an ancient Byzantine church there. And uh, just the grounds, they're, they're small, but there's a little loop that you can walk. And it's, it is serene and garden-like. And there's some history there and actually some ancient tombs there. And so it's not like a lot of time is spent there. But we do talk about Jesus meeting with 
his friends on the road to Emmaus and their hearts burning inside them when they reflect back upon it. And we did take a, a few minutes to just walk, just silently by ourselves, just move around, enjoy the beauty of the nature of the lowlands, enjoy the beauty of the nature of Israel, drinking it all in, knowing that we'll be going back to Jerusalem and that's our final stop. And so we know what that's about and how congested and busy that can be. And so just drinking in the beauty of God's creation in the land of the Bible. Beautiful way to focus our morning. And then we're just moving south, deeper into the Shephelah, deeper down. And so uh, the next stop, another kind of short stop, but too important to, to just drive by. And that is the biblical city of Bet Shemesh, where after the Philistines had captured the Ark of the Covenant, and plague broke out among the Philistines and they sent the Ark of the Covenant back. This is where it came to Bet Shemesh, this Levitical city. And so uh, just appreciating that, that the Ark of the Covenant was here, that this is the kind of border territory with the Philistines. Very good. Very, uh, very important to just place ourselves. Not now when we read that story, we'll see it. We'll see what that land looks like. And, and appreciate that. And then our next stop was a, 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 an active archaeological site at Bet Guvrin, um, which is biblical Marishah, sort of the hometown of, of the biblical prophet Micah, and a major city in um, export of olive oil. And it has a lot of history. There's, there's the history going back to the prophetic times in the Old Testament. But then there's a lot of history from the time between the Testaments, uh, like the times of the Maccabees in that war. And so uh, we, uh, there's so many caves there, over 5,000, and some of them are amazing. And some of them have been quarried out. This was a place of quarrying chalk and olive oil and um, olive presses. And so uh, we were digging in a cave that was from the intertestamental period, time between the Old and the New Testaments, and uh, finding pottery. Ezekiel and I went down and we dug this, this uh, cave and we found some pottery. Everybody found some pottery. There were some bones found and some cooking pot fragments found with soot uh, from the, the fires, you know, 2,000 plus years ago. So, uh, like 22, 2300 years ago. So that's cool. That's amazing. And then we had a picnic lunch. Beautiful, beautiful day. Beautiful, like really probably the most pleasant day that we've had on the entire trip. We've had really good weather, but this was just a beautiful day to be outside having a picnic. And then before leaving, uh, we, we explored another cave. It's called the Bell Cave, a huge quarry. Really impressive to be in this massive space that had been carved out over time by hand. Really, really impressive. And uh, so we appreciated that. And it's really striking, lots of pictures. And then uh, left there and went to the site of the ancient biblical city of Lachish, 
this is a place that people don't really go much and we don't spend a lot of time there but it's also really important in the bible this was like the second most powerful city in judah next to jerusalem and uh, sennacherib the assyrian king who was trying to push his invasion after conquering the northern kingdom trying to push his agenda into the southern kingdom had conquered lachish and then um sent all these intimidating messages to jerusalem and the Lord spoke that he will not get in, and he didn't. So he conquered Lachish, but then he had to, to go home, and, and he was taken out, assassinated. But the siege works, the way that they built a mound so that they get, get battering rams and soldiers up to the walls and you know try to eventually break them down and get into the city and take the city... The remnants of what they built there to get in are still there. Like it just looks like part of the hill until you know what you're looking at. But that has made Lachish a like a a UNESCO World Heritage Site because it's the only it's the only siege works from the Assyrian Empire that are left to be observed. And they were a brutal, ruthless, notoriously brutal people when they conquered other peoples. And so, you know, we just, we didn't spend a lot of time, but we did look at that and, and just located ourselves and appreciated where this is. And so that when we encounter it in the Bible, we understand where we're talking about. And then moving back northward on our way back to Jerusalem, we went through the valley of Elah, a border, sort of a border valley between the Philistines and the Israelites uh, in ancient times. And there are a number of cities all along that valley. And we just located, sort of situated what was going on in the David and Goliath story, and then considered the David and Goliath story and our own giants and fighting those giants and uh, we could go down to the brook that runs through the valley so the one that David would have approached and gathered his stones as he crossed over to face the giant and so he could see that and even maybe grab some stones and take some pictures before jumping back on the bus and heading back to Jerusalem. So a beautiful, beautiful day in a beautiful, beautiful part of the country experiencing some uh, pretty monumental things in the scriptures and, and uh, just adding to our understanding of the geography of the land and the biblical geography as we read it. And so that was great. Today we will be centering ourselves in the story of Jesus' final days. And I look forward to sharing that with you. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you so much for your prayers. We're at the point now where we've been hard charging for a couple weeks. And so we're full and our minds are full and our minds are tired and our, our bodies are tired uh, because we've really invested into seeing everything that we can see north south east and west and right down the middle like to see all these regions takes effort and we've been putting that effort in 
And now we have to begin the process of thinking about packing and, uh, you know, just airports and flight changes and long flights and just coming home and re-entering and working back through jet lag and all that. We're just starting to think about that and just asking for you to pray for us as we return back. We are coming home full and we are coming home changed. Uh, but it does take a minute just to, to kind of unpack and allow all of this to become a part of who we are. And so thank you for your continued prayers as we prepare to move toward home, toward our homes. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you humbly. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. With the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app, or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you, and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hi, Dad family. I have missed you guys so much. Um, I couldn't connect with you while I was in Haiti. I just uh, got back from Haiti. I forgot to tell you, this is Susie from Colorado. Anyway, I just got back from Haiti visiting our children at the orphanage and the staff, and it's a complete and total war zone. Um... I don't know how to explain it. There aren't words. Um, I feel like I just got back from war. One of our children died while trying to get him to the hospital. Uh, After he was having multiple seizures, we couldn't reach the hospital because of barricades, and he passed away. Four people were slaughtered just a few yards um, from me and my kids and staff. I'm home. I'm thrilled to be home back in Colorado. I'm safe. The kids are safe for now. Um, But I wanted to ask for prayer because this morning, three of my uh, friends were kidnapped and there hasn't been any calls for ransom for those three people. Two are women. One is a doctor, a man, and all three of them, no ransom has been asked for yet so please 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 pray for my friends in Haiti who've been kidnapped I'm not going to give their names um, because right now I I think they'll soon be negotiating for those people's lives so please pray for my friends in Haiti who've been kidnapped hello beautiful dab family Um, this is Joyfully Joe, and I just got done watching the podcast from Israel and um, I'm just so blessed so happy for you guys so joyful really um, remembering all the things that uh, my husband and I were able to visit when we went right before COVID happened um, 
And let me just pray over you guys. Um, Lord Father, I thank you, God, for uh, these dear uh, family members of mine, Lord God, who have been able to just enjoy your beautiful um, country of Israel, Lord God, the place, um, Lord Jesus, that you chose to come as a savior and redeemer. Lord God, I thank you for um, opening the borders, Lord God, so our family could go. I pray for those of us who want to go back um, or who have never gone before, Lord God. Um, I pray for the opportunities to open up, Lord God. But I, I pray for those who are there now for their safety, Lord God, their health, their spiritual journey, Father, may it be blessed and joyful and poignant, Lord God, uh, deep and uh, spiritual, Lord God. As I, I, I pray these things, I know they're already true, Father, for that's who you are, God. Um, as was said, you are a place of safety, Lord God. And um, Lord God, there's just such a feeling of uh, community when you go to Israel, Lord God. So I lift them up to you and I pray um, that you would bless them um, as they continue. In Jesus. Hey fam, it's Sparky. Uh, I wanted to pray for moms and dads and uh, just something, something that kind of came up in our family. Um, I've kind of been working uh at least 60 to 80 hours a week since about uh, October and I uh, got a weekend off and it's it's hard to turn that turn it off when you've been focused so uh, let's just just want to pray for families moms and dads with jobs <clears throat> Father God I ask that you be with us I ask that you help us to be present in our families. I ask that you help help us to not um, put ourselves to the side and be so focused on self. Lord, we ask that when you give us opportunities with our families that we're not focused on our job. We're not focused on money. We're not focused on life, um, troubles, prosperity, um, achievements, God. We ask that you help us to be in the moment when we're with our family, uh, not be so selfish, um, to have conversations with our families. Uh, Lord, help us to be present when we're around to know that other people's opinions and, and our children's opinions matter too and not just so focused on ourselves. Lord, you've given us all the achievements we need, and we ask that you help us to be present in our family lives. Your sons. Hello from beautiful Cincinnati, Ohio. It's Daniel Johnson Jr. How are you? It's so good to be here with you right now. Brian, Jill, China, Ezekiel, so grateful for all of you and all of you who work behind the scenes to help make this possible. I had a breakthrough. I don't know when this was. I was very insecure growing up like so many teenagers are, but I thought I was the only one. And I just held myself to such a high standard uh, while I was growing up 
that uh, anything, any failure that I had that happened, I took personally as it, and it just banged me down. So I've been a disciple of Jesus now for over 30 years, and I can't remember exactly when it was. I know it's probably in my uh, some of the first years, but I started to really become comfortable with myself and just to love myself. And I think it probably was the song Good, Good Father, because I remember when our worship minister was teaching us the words of the song. I hadn't heard it uh, on the radio before, but when he, when he taught the words, it says, um, he's a good, good father. That's who he is. And I am loved by you. That's who I am. And he said, and he challenged us. He said, you know, our that's our identity. Our identity has nothing to do with anything that we may have done or not done. Our identity is that we are loved by Him. Hope this helps somebody today. I know it certainly has helped me to feel more comfortable being around myself, being with myself, and in other situations. I love you so much. God bless you all from beautiful Cincinnati, Ohio. Shout out to the Southwestern Ohio Dabbers. Looking forward to hopefully getting together sometime soon. Uh, but from beautiful Cincinnati, Ohio, God bless you. It's Daniel Johnson Jr. Make it a great day. Nobody knows the trouble I see. Holy Spirit to flow. Keep it flowing, y'all. All right. Bye-bye.